Whoa, man, I don't even know if you're ready for this one. Jerika Dodd is about to shut it down. I absolutely, there was no way I could not add this to our collection of Just Do the Damn Thing podcast because, you know, after doing this interview with her during our Do the Damn Thing growth week, which is a free boot camp that we produce after our live events for our Do the Damn Thing Nation and Facebook. And I was like, oh my gosh, you talk about success, leaving mother flipping clues. Jerika just shut this thing down. She tells you step by step how she not only left a life of living the way she didn't want to live, being unhappy, being unclear, not enjoying the, the journey to, to now traveling around the world, moving across the U.S., building a business that is like no other, dominating in the health industry. Whoop, whoop. And then more importantly, I love, I love, I actually love this part. She's going to tell you exactly how she closed or added 37K in revenue in 16 days at the darkest hour during the holidays. And why? Because you know what, guys? She's just managed to do the damn thing. I absolutely love these client highlights and some of our private clients who are in our mastermind relentless, who have mastered doing the damn thing. So without further ado, I'm going to let you enjoy this killer interview between me and the Jerika Dodd, because she clearly tells you how to build not just a life and the profession that you love. And I'm going to say this, if you're a licensed professional and you don't love your life, play this, save it. And listen to it twice. I promise you'll never be the same. All right. So welcome, welcome to part two on day one of our deep dive in growth week here at Do the Damn Thing Nation. My name is Tiffany Largi, and I'm stupidly thrilled to be able to spend this time with you because this week we are diving deep into a conversation that is unbelievably important to me around brand and how do I get to the next level? How do I take this framework called the boss system and build use simple steps right where I am and get to the next level. I am still on a high from the event. Dearest Dodd, I uh, miss you terribly. I saw some marshmallows yesterday and and I thought of you is the truth. (laughs) That is the truth. But really quickly, let me dive right in. So regardless of where you are, I want to make sure that you're doing these three things with us this week. And then we're going to get right into this interview. Number one, just make sure your calendar is marked every day this week through Sunday. We are 9 a.m., 1 p.m., and 6 p.m. Pacific time every single day as I take a pillar of each part of the boss system. You can apply the stuff, use it, start to build and grow. And more importantly, I'm doing it so that all of those who attended the live event with us in California a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks, that was last week, that you're able to take the context of what you heard and put it into action. And my goal each day is that you have simple bite-sized nuggets in which you can go and apply back to your business and continue to do the damn thing. We are going to load all this stuff somewhere so that you can access it and get it on replay because we're that cool and because we like you and because we're grateful that we get to serve you. So really quickly, I'm so excited about introducing you to, I really want to say the 
Jerika Dodd felt like I needed to in my life. Not only because she's a client, so she's one of our private clients in our community, but she's someone who I actually respect and admire. As I've watched her grow over the last year, I've watched her face her own fears. I've watched her do the damn thing. And more importantly, dial in. And what's so cool is that she's building two things at once. And you know what? When you came to me and you were like, hey, I'm, I'm doing this thing over here. And I was like, yeah, but let's just take your story and do this thing over here too. And you were like, eh. I don't think I've ever, I was thinking about it this morning as I, as I prepared for this time with you, you're the only client that I've ever said that to in four years, ever at any level that you really need to take your story and do this with it. Because I knew that you had the bandwidth and the strength to support it. And I also knew that when you got on stage and spoke that you would be able to use your story turn it not in just to a brand, but you've really taken your story and started a movement, which says your health needs to be in front. Yes, I've been a pharmacist for all this time, but let me tell you about the reality of all this medication. And then on the other side, you're like, listen, pharmacists, stop playing games. We cannot live for Walgreens for the next 77 years. This is not why we were born. This is not why we're doing this thing. And selfishly, I got to tell you, it's been really neat for me to not just watch you grow, but to make decisions that have impacted a lot of people. So I'm a big believer community that success leaves clues. I just believe it. And I believe that I have learned more from watching people who are doing the damn thing in X way than I have from any textbook or workbook ever, which is why I wanted to bring her here. And Jerika, I'm so fortunate that you were able to make time to join me because I want to walk not just into your story, but how did you do it? Today, give me the top five things. I know you don't like to gloat or brag, but I'm going to ask you to both gloat and to brag um, in the same breath (laughs) because everyone knows that I believe in these four things. So what problem are we solving? Who are we solving it for? And what gives us the right to solve it? And why do we want to solve it? That's the backbone of all uh, things related to business. And when we talk about brand and story, we have to answer those questions. So I'm just going to ask you to jump right into why should we listen to, why do we listen to Miss Dodd? And I want to ask you the five things that you go, whoa, I did that with my story. Five things I did with my story. Number one, I owned it. No, 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 no. The stuff that, no, the big stuff, we know that you owned it. But like, I don't know, the fact that in, that you were able to take your story, I don't know, close a man, close a private client. But, you know, first I had to get real about what it was because I thought I knew what my story was. And then I, I, I got into with you and then I got the real story. And so the good, the bad and the ugly and take that story and share it with people, share it with patients. So every patient that I get on the line with to take care of, I share that story with. Every pharmacist, woman pharmacist that I get on the line with, I, in some way, they get part of my story. I started using that story to talk about why, you know, how I got here on social media. And your story is like a magnet. And so people, I have people that call me or talk to me or write to me and they go, I just feel like you get me. Like, I haven't heard their story yet, but because they've heard mine, they go, you just look like somebody who could understand me. So lesson number one. So um, lesson, if you're taking notes, I, I'm going to try and break down what she's saying and what she's done. She she doesn't want to start telling the world all the dope things she's done, which is okay. You can be totally modest and all that humble stuff. That's fine. 
I don't mind blowing up your spot because I will in a few minutes. But what's important is that we're going to walk through these really simple things because I'm proud of what you've done. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I go like this. I'm so excited about it. But lesson number one, she shares her story everywhere. So she said, hey, and me building a brand, she didn't really necessarily focus on fonts and colors and slogans and all that stuff. She had some pieces, but she dove right into, I need to share my story and I'm going to share it every single place that I turn, whether, and that's offline and online, correct? Yes. Okay, great. Number one. Number two thing that she said really quickly is that she shared her story and she allowed that to be the forefront that's without the other person going first. So in every scenario, she's gone first. And by her going like this, here are my cards. I'm now giving you permission to, to walk and take the next step. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Yes. And more yes. Okay, cool. My story also is the basis every time I get ready to speak. So prior to sharing my story, whenever I would have speaking engagements, I would be scrambling going, what am I going to talk about? I've got to write the speech. But now when I get ready to speak, my story is my story. And I have to, I may adapt and add pieces because of the audience that I'm in yeah. front of that they may be able to relate to, but the core story doesn't change. And that simplified everything when it came to speaking so that I wasn't running around trying to gather information and develop a speech every time I was talking. Okay. So lesson number three, she doesn't shift and change the story depending on the audience. She takes that one story and she allows it to be the foundation for whatever it is that she's going to talk about. Third thing here is stupidly important to me is where you're talking about being true to taking that one story and making it the forefront. If you had to give me a percentage when you do talk or share or do any marketing, what percentage is your story of the content that you produce? I would say it's a big part. It's, a, it's at least 80 to 90% of what I share because I have so many, like my life is full of experience and every experience is part of my story. And so if it's me sharing how I was afraid of something, if it's me sharing how I wasn't putting me first, that's all a part of my story. So it, it comes across in almost everything that I share. It comes across in almost everything that I share. Boom. Okay, great. Perfect. So she said 80%. That's pretty high. I'll tell you that at least 60% of my day is focused on sharing my story in some capacity. And what's real is that I think to myself of all the dollars I left on the table years ago in my life by, I used my story, but I realized it wasn't until I hit the stage back in 2015 that I understood the impact of just starting with my story and sitting in the problems that I had and where I sat mentally, emotionally, and physically, and then using my story to turn into a brand. Because up until that time, you know, back in 2016, I had a lot of great people who were like, Tiffany, if you had the right fonts and colors. And I was like, yeah, you know, I do see the importance of it. But I'm like, I don't know that it's all that, guys. I don't think so. I don't think it's all that. Because I think you can have a really great looking picture of a brand. But if you don't connect to people emotionally, like you're broke, you're out of the get, you're out of the, you're out, you're just out. You're just out. So let me uh, place a few things in terms of if you haven't started to stalk Jerika Dodd, please head to her Facebook page. You're here and do the damn thing nation. If you're watching this on replay somewhere, just know that she's one of, she is someone to watch period. And you want to stalk her. You want to find out what she's doing. And more importantly, 
You want to dive into her businesses because she does something really, really neat when it comes to health. For the person who is taking multiple medications at the mercy of a doctor, and they're they're kind of being pushed left and being pushed right in terms of their short-term care and their long-term care and their treatment and just getting and feeling better. Jerika has created an amazing company that, where she takes her 20 plus years as a pharmacist and she plugs it into his 20 years, right? 22 excuse the hell out of me. She was like, let me correct your butt. Okay. So you're, excuse let me, hold on. Let me do this for that. Let me just, let me do this for that. Cause that's what that was called. That's what I needed to do at that point. So she took her 22 years and she put it into a framework in which she's able to help people from all walks of life. And can you do me a favor, Jerika? Can you place your website or your very first interaction? Can you place it inside of our Facebook group so that we can share it and it can be part of the thread? If you have not, if you are on medication right now, or you have a sickness, you have something you're walking through, it doesn't make sense to you. I highly encourage you to jump on a call with her. No, in Facebook, oh, not here. Yes. Oh, Okay. Why? Because of the fact that she's just doing some really neat things in terms of health. And I want to make sure that it's something that you can tap into. Go be her friend. She is someone you want to watch, stalk, share, connect with, and learn and grow from. So I'm going to talk about some of the things that excite me about what you've done. Number one, she started a magazine. So in addition to speaking and teaching everywhere around the country, so Jerika has now spoken coast to coast. She is all over the place in speaking and not just sharing her knowledge, but becoming the expert in her own space, which is stupidly awesomely for me. So <laughs> she started a magazine called Pharma Sis, and it's pretty exciting because there's nothing like it. She's leading the scope in this space. She has been able to get sponsors and featured spots, and she is now she sells. It's a product for her. It's a revenue source for her and her business, but it is a hundred percent rooted on her story and then telling the stories of other people. She has started a magazine that is successful and is now actually in circulation. She has spoken coast to coast and is now an actual speaker. She charges quite a bit more than what she used to charge (laughs) for her knowledge. I'll leave it there for her knowledge, products and services. I realized how just seriously badass you were in December when you left the stage uh, boot camp and then you went back home and you were sick, but not that you were a badass because you were sick, but you were sick and you were like, the month is not over. And I was like, Jerika Dodd, the month is not over. And Jerika closed $37,000 in like 15 or 16 days. And I thought to myself, as I have learned in the last week, you have also done something stupidly awesome. I heard that you may have closed some significant revenue in the last seven days. I just, I may have heard. And it's really cool because here's what's possible. Here's why storing and brand and this becomes such a a serious focus for me. It is easy to get caught up and say, well, I have to have all these fancy things and I need to have these websites and I need to have these beautiful offers and all of the above, but you really don't. You actually just need to drill in into what problem you're solving, who you're solving it for, and to dial in on those people and having conversations with them. But you can't have conversations with them until you set the tone and you set the tone by telling your story. Your story earns you the right and your story being told in the right way. So I also have to highlight that your story being told in the right way and then allowing them the ability to jump inside of your story. And then you say, Hey, great, I can help you. And then transition happens. Revenue happens. Next step happens. Talking to a person who seven months ago 
Jerika, or maybe eight months ago, Jerika was 100% focused on the business that she had, she had been running with, which is serving people in the market who needed support when it came to their health and when it came to the medications they were taking. At that time, that was awesome. And we were going to do that. But I said to Jerika, let's sell your story. Let's sell what you know. Let's position what you know. Let's, let's go in and not attack but go and connect with this other part of the market who I knew needed to hear her story. And it's been really cool just watching you build that because you've reminded me of what happens when you have a simple process to follow by leaving all of the fluff at the door, by drilling in and staying unbelievably focused. And even, you know, what was cool for me, I was looking at a picture, we were working on some things this morning and I was looking at a picture of you in Thailand. And I remember the moment, I, I know this is like totally off and I'm going to get back to the interview, but I remember the moment when, do you remember when you were up above and you were like, I'm not going in that. We're not doing that. Oh, in and, the water? Yeah. You were like, I'm not doing that. You guys can keep all that. And then you made a decision. So after everybody else, you were like, damn it, you guys. I can't believe you. Here's what's great. So Jerika wasn't going to get in the water. All of us are in the water with these elephants and we're knee deep with these elephants and we're having a crazy time. These things are huge. It's amazing. We don't know what the, what's in the water with us, but we're like, and we're in a third world country or second world country. And everybody's just like, and Jerika's like, absolutely not. But you reminded, you taught me an important lesson because sometimes we are afraid of the unknown and then we don't jump and then we don't do it. And the second that I got in the water and you were like, damn it, Tiffany's in the water now too. It's not just the rest of them. And getting into the water, what's so cool is that Jerika then ensued on an experience that far surpassed the rest of our experiences <laughs> where the elephant took her and it, you know, I'm, I'm dying for that footage, right? Like that is everything in life. I need, I have not seen, I need to see Jerika flies into the air. The elephant swoops her up and it takes her with his trunk into the air. And Jerika gives the, the most amazing, most exciting life sound on the planet. But here's the lesson from it. Cause so many times in my own life, I'm scared to take the next step and I'm scared to jump in. And I was thinking about it just this morning. Because two things. One, if you had not gotten in the water, I would not have been the same. And I almost dragged your butt down there. I almost got back up and dragged you down there. And I'm so glad you didn't force me into the violence that was about to happen of me dragging you into the water. But I'm even more excited about the fact that you did because it's like so many times I'm like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if it's impossible for me. I think that this is not clear. It's not straightforward. And if I don't have the right pieces in front of me, I'm going to screw this thing up. Jerika gets in. She has a better time than the rest of us. Fast forward, she now is able to take this new piece of her experience and jumping in to grow herself. And now it's another layer of her story. So the other part about building your brand and about creating a brand is that the brand is, there's like a solid stage in the bottom. And then what we keep doing is we keep building elements on top of the brand. And we build the elements based on us walking through new fears and new parts of our journey and adding on to the story. Drika, if you have to say to yourself, hey, this is like the number one thing that I did early on when I started telling my story. I had to bet on me. And even though I didn't know where my story was going to land, when you know who was going to receive it, who wasn't, who was going to connect with it or not, 
I bet on me that I had enough teaching and experience to put that in a package and share it with people. Like you, you, it's very uncomfortable to offer your story, especially when you don't know how people will receive it. What will they say? Because people, I think, make up stories about you if you don't tell your story. So everybody hear that? People make up stories about you if you don't tell your story. I got to write that down. Go ahead. And so to, but I, I, from leaving my job to, from leaving my church to everything that I'd left, I knew that I had to bet on me. And my story was the one thing that belonged to me that, you know, no one could tell it for me. And I just was like, this has to work. And I bet on myself. Let me ask you this. Did you, were there people who rejected you right out of the gate for telling your story? No. And probably the thing that I was most afraid of is because when I, you know, tell the whole story, my mom and dad are in there and they're still alive and well. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what they would think because I knew eventually they would hear it somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So having that conversation with them to say, Hey, look, this is how I see it. This is how it happened for me. And you're included in that. I want to make sure that you're aware of that because I wasn't really asking for permission because it was my story. But no, no one that I can remember said, oh, get out of here. That's not true. That you know, Nobody, no. And I think it gives people permission to actually start thinking about their story and what they're walking in. So I want to be clear. You actually made a decision to head to your parents and say, hey, listen, here's my story as it unfolded. Did you start, did you do that right out of the gate or did you do that afterwards? When I started speaking and started telling my story, so not right out of the gate, but as I started right. to get momentum in speaking, I was like, mm, I'm telling this more and more. I need yeah. to let them know that you're a part of this. Okay. So I actually really dig that. So you went to your parents and you were like, hey, I want you to know, I'm telling you this story. Here's the fact though. This is my story. This is how it unfolded for me. I just want you to be aware. I'm not asking you for permission, mm-hmm. but I want you to be aware. How did they receive it? I'm just curious. My mother said it was fine. I don't know if she truly could understand what I was meaning that I was going to do. My yeah. father cracked a joke and said, I'll send you a bill for using my name. And he <laughs> laughed. And so that was his way of saying, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were both, they were both fine. Do you think that if they were like, absolutely not Miss Dodd, do you think that you would have still, I'm just curious, do you think you would have still done it? Mm-hmm. You still do. It would have been different. It may have been tough, tougher emotionally, but you still would have done it. Can you imagine? Cause, cause you look at, you can see the impact that it has now. And it's like, can you imagine trying to do what you've accomplished so far without using your story? No. And trying to use like, Oh, we're a great company or we're really helpful or we do the right thing. Like it's almost like, it's kind of crazy. Cause it's like, how, uh, like, it's so much easier. Uh, even for myself, I think to myself, I wish that I had started telling my story early on when I when I started in business and started making money because I really did rely on things like, hey, we do the right thing, and we're you know we all the typical stuff. And I got to a million dollars doing that. I told my story to people in private. I talked to, I did. I told my story to people in private. I, I did tell my story to like some employees, but I. I it's not that I regret. I just wish I understood that it was okay to be me and it was okay to be honest and it was okay to not have it together 
Mm-hmm. I just wish I knew it was okay. Does that make sense? Yes. What's been the greatest win for you so far in telling your story outside of the fact that you're slaying people in the streets? <laughs> you're a world traveler. I think probably one of the greatest wins is to see the growth of my coaching business. Because in the industry that I work in, if you were to look at my contemporaries across LinkedIn, they're starting to get around to tell their stories, but most people don't tell their stories. And so... And they tell a timeline. Right. In a very pristine, white coat society where... And it was probably the biggest stretch to begin telling, showing more of myself on LinkedIn because it's so professional and it's more stuffy. Like Facebook is the grandma now and they love you and they're happy to see you. <laughs> but LinkedIn is your colleagues. It's your professional. You know how many pharmacists? Mm-hmm. Are? And so to actually pull back the curtain and to share the bad and the ugly, because that's the perceived society, if you will, of professionals that look for all of your achievement and your accomplishments and that, you know, look for that white coat that I can wear if I need to, but to actually go, no, I'm going to tell you my story. It has nothing to do with me having on this white coat because that's great. But this is what really happened. This is what really happened. This is what really happened. You know, what's tough about telling your story and what's so cool about the fact that you've done it is that the white coat or the stethoscope or the acronyms behind your name, they don't help they don't add any more value and nothing is more powerful than your experience. Right. Nothing is more powerful than what you went through. And the truth be told, that's not the reason why people are trusting you to serve them right now. No, no one ever gets on the phone and asks about any of my degrees. They're not like, can you fax that over to me? Yeah. You hear that? I said fax. Yeah. I said <laughs> that on purpose for those of you out there. Can you fax that? Can you take a picture Well, and even when I don't have the green screen up, you can actually see two of three degrees on the wall, but no one has ever, ever asked me about any of them. No one has ever asked me, what coach certification program did you go to? No one's ever asked me that. What school did you graduate from? No, no one's ever asked those questions. All they want to know is, do you get me? What proof can you prove that you've worked in these places? You know, this is really actually an important part. And I know that we're a little bit over time. This is actually crazy important. I'm glad we got here because when I started to coach myself, I remember in 2016, a woman came up to me. She goes, I just can't get over the fact that you actually know so much and you don't have a degree. And she was baffled. She, I'll never forget it. And she came up to me and she's like, that's just the craziest thing to me. In the same year, I had the very first person who said to me, uh, who was a licensed professional, and they were like, Tiffany, I hear what you're saying, but before I can do that, I need to go back to school and get XYZ degree in order to prove the market that I'm valuable. And I'm like, stay with me for a moment. The additional $35,000 you're about to spend on X item, master's program, this, that, and the other, it is not going to save or help you. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Not one person cares whether or not you have the piece. The only person that cares is you. You're the only person who doesn't feel like they are the expert. Nobody's, you know, in, in what's real about the fact that no one's asked you for the degree. Nobody cares about where you've worked or haven't worked. Now, all of that's irrelevant. The only thing that's relevant to the market is the fact that you have the experience, you've been through said thing, and that you get them on the other end. That is literally the only thing that matters when it comes to serving people and growing your business. And having done it before is the credibility. 
and coming out on the other side. Look at Jerika. We don't need any other proof. We go, man, she was here. She took a control of her health and now she looks like this. Okay, I want it. The other part of it is that we go, wait, you were a pharmacist 97 hours a day for Walgreens and over here, you're, you're in Thailand, Portland. You're going to where, where, and where? Is that you laughing and drinking again? Are you up in Temecula in the mountains dance partying? Like, what are you doing with your life? You're doing all these things and you're a pharmacist. How the hell are you doing that? My life doesn't look like that. I am not laughing. I am not having tons of fun on scooters and off and on. That's not what I'm doing. That the fact is that her life dictates that she's doing it. Let me ask you this. What, what are you most proud of? The amount that I accomplished, because when I left my job at the uh, August of 2018, I just had this one little goal, and that was to provide enough to take care of myself and just, just take care of patients without consulting practice. I had no magazine in sight. I had no coaching clients in sight. I had no story in sight. I had no Thailand, no travel, no scooters, no, none of that was in sight. No Hong Kong? No, no, none of that. No new friends like the friends that I've made. And, and so when I got to August of 2019, so a year, I hadn't even published the magazine yet. Like I was blown away at all that had happened in the span of a year because I was willing to take that first step, trust God, trust my, bet on myself. And like, it just opened up a whole new world of meeting people, connections, both business and personal. If someone had shown me that before I left and said, when you leave your job, all of this is going to be waiting for you. I would have probably run the other way because it would have been too overwhelming. I would be like, no, no, that's too much. I can't. But like to actually walk day by day in it and go, oh my gosh, this is happening. Oh my gosh. this. Oh. It was just like, I feel like I'm some, some type of celebrity in my own life, like to myself. I get that. I never expected, like I walked down here and every day this is sitting on my table and I go, I did that. Like you did that. You and you did do that. another one. Yours are coming. I promise. <laughs> but like, I never, like when I walk down and go, Oh yeah, I did that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's me. That, yep, that's me. And you're like, yes, these are my pictures in Hong Kong. These are real pictures. And these are my real legit friends. <laughs> and this is the stuff. And we're having this, you know, I said to someone the other day, uh, and, I, and, I, and I think I'm going to say it a few more times this year. There's this notion out that, uh, there that the, that the pictures on Instagram are not real all the time. And I'm like, no, mother effers. My pictures are 100% real. My pictures of my life are real. All of that is real. That is, this is really my life. We are really in that waterfall. I am really in this country. I am really having the time of life. And these are my clients and I love them. Yes, this is true. This is not hypothetical. And this is not for show. You know, I think that that's for me, my goal for every single person who walks through this community and why I made a decision to do business growth week. And also why I decided why I've created these live events. And because it's like, yes, we could have sold a ton of courses and just focus on selling courses. But I know that true transformation comes from connecting with people. I know that lasting stuff comes from heart to heart stuff, you know, and that's the stuff that we need in order to actually get to the next level. And for me, do the damn thing is 100% because I feel sometimes like I've cheated life by getting to live the life that I have. 
And I cheated, I cheated the, the, you know, the trajectory. And every time I wake up and I experience something, I'm like, is this really my life for real guys? You for real? Are you serious? This is really the stuff I'm doing. I'm like, I need more people to experience this. And I don't want them to think it's just in some tactics and strategy. I don't want them to think it's in the next course. I don't want them to think it's by, you know, investing in Bitcoin or learning some complicated thing. No, it's in to two things. Number one, telling your story. So Jerika has laid it out for us. So telling your story, not apologizing for it and owning it. Third, it's using your story as the backbone for just about everything. Fourth, it's betting on yourself. Betting on yourself. Fifth, it's it's being clear on this concept of, man, I do have something to share with the world. I do. It may not be magnanimous, but in this little pocket here, it's pretty damn big. And I, I have something to share and I need to go and share it. I think last but not least is, the thing that you haven't said is don't do it alone. And you and I both share that a hundred percent. We talk about it all the time as I share my own journey and growing, et cetera. And, you know, you got to meet like some of my mentors and people who I look up to in business. It's like, you don't do it alone. Uh, That's probably the underlying thing that I see people waste time in, especially women. Sometimes I think it's people of certain demographics as well. Like for me, being a woman of color, no one I knew ever tried to get help. Everybody was just like, let's just do this on our own. And then we ask the person to our right and the person to our left. That's like blind leading the blind because they also are not living or doing what we are trying to do. So asking your best friend or your husband or your sister, what should my business name be? Or what should my programs or what should I offer? What do they know? You know, like they actually have no idea. They love you. So they're going to give you an answer, but they don't have, they love you, right? They care for you. So they're going to tell you something, but they don't know. They don't have a clue. It is probably one of my biggest kind of ahas for myself, even more so as I grow, I'm like, man, I wish I would have gotten help or asked for help earlier. I wish I had content like this that I could sit and watch. You get it? Like, honestly, I didn't. I didn't have content like this. It didn't exist when I was growing my little businesses. And I'm like, like this is the stuff that, that things and next steps are made of. So here's your takeaways. Go and stop Jerika Dodd. That is a no-brainer. Go do that. That's number one. Number two, go stop Jerika Dodd right now. That is the no, no-brainer. Go stalk her. Go follow her. Go find out what she's doing. Go tap in. She has a link somewhere that'll be here. It'll be embedded. Third, do not miss tonight's Q&A. Some way, shape, and figure, we're going to load all of these. Uh, it might just be a summary emails that head out to you, but it, the content is going to be there so that you can dial in and more importantly, take the next step. Last but not least, don't take what she has said in vain. She has taught so many important things of how did she do it. And all you have to ask yourself right now is, am I trusting myself or am I not? Have I told the people in my story that I'm going to be talking about them or that I'm going to be sharing this part of my story or not? If that's what's holding you back right now from sharing your story and getting to the next level of marketing and building, then you 100% want to go and dial into those people so either you have a peace of mind or you know how to navigate it. Jerika's experience is very different than my experience. When I started to tell my story on stage uh, that included other people, like the world hit the fan. Everybody was not happy with me. But it, for me, my truth was I needed to continue to press forward anyways because the fear and the insecurity of the people who were trying to hold me back was not nearly as important as 
the people who I was meant to serve and the people who I needed to hear my story. If I had not gotten on a stage and told my story and found a Jerika, then the truth of the matter is that uh, she, like, if I had not gotten on a stage and told my story, the good, the bad, and the ugly, she would not be impacting the amount of people that she's impacting now. Your story is bigger than you and me. Your story is bigger than us. Your story is everything. And it is the backbone of your brand. So with that, I'm going to say, dearest Jerika Dodd, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you. <laughs> You're so cute. She's like, thank you. We just love Jerika Dodd. Okay. All right. So I can't wait to see you guys tonight and for the rest of this week as we hang out in business in our Do the Damn Thing Growth Week. We are talking all things around the boss system. Today is 100% focused on brand. Tomorrow is offers, 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 and more offers. I can't wait to see you. I hope you have a killer day and go make some money. Bye. You know, I have absolutely loved falling in love with our client series. I mean, do you see why? Did you not just enjoy Jerika as much as I did? She's amazing. She's amazing. But more importantly, I gotta be honest, I think it's the fact that it's not just her, it's her willingness. It's her willingness to understand where she is, what she wants. And, you know, in our private client masterminds, uh, all the time I teach, and she's really adopted this philosophy that clarity is just plain old sexy. There is nothing better on a woman or a man than clarity. Clarity of what you want, clarity of what you're going, but more importantly, clarity of how to get there. Right now, if you're looking around the block and you're saying to yourself, Tiffany or John or family or employee team, I absolutely don't have clarity on how to get there. Whether you're on your way to a million right now, or you're like, you know what? I'm just, I need to add a million. We've been at two and a half million dollars the last four years. I don't care what it is. I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it clearly. You absolutely have to take, you absolutely should consider coming to work with us for a lot of reasons. But one of the key is that life is just too damn short. Life is too short to not get to the result. Life is too short to spend time that we could be spending with family, friends, and loved ones trying to figure it out. I don't know about you, but I I swear I I don't miss any of those late night days at the office trying to figure it out. There is an easy button here. It's the Do the Damn Thing community. Whether your next step is coming to one of our live events, and maybe it's not. Maybe your next step is coming to work with us privately. So that's dtdttour.com or dreamersapplyhere.com. Regardless of which is what, I'm going to say take action. If you're like, you know what, Tiffany, I need to sniff the air a little bit. I need to see if you guys have any value. That's okay. Come hang out with us on Facebook. Do the damn thing nation on Facebook and get a temperature of the air. See, see if you don't find your people there. See if you don't say, oh my goodness, how did we miss this opportunity? I want to make it clear. I absolutely adore you. And here at Do The Damn Thing Nation, we are fighting for you daily. See you next week. Man, have I told you how glad I am that you're here? Like, real talk. Have I flipping told you how glad I am that you are here? You have listened. This is the part of the show where I say, go follow us. Go find us. Go follow us. Go stalk us. But just make sure that we're connected. Head to dothedamnthing.tv do the damn thing dot life or just go hang out on tiffanylargy.com. 
If we are not friends on Facebook, if you have not liked our Instagram page, go do that because you're going to want to see what we're doing, how we're doing, and how we're doing the damn thing daily. 